So we're doing our road to Calvary, and I'm going to talk about the two criminals today. And that song just mentioned, even in death he remembered the thief hanging by his side. Okay? And uh, I just want you to reflect on, kind of get you in the mindset of where we are. Jesus has gone through, you know, his two visits with Pontius Pilate, his visit with Herod. He's been, um, you know, attacked by the, the Pharisees. They have uh, found him guilty of blasphemy. And then as each one went by, they slapped him and spit on him. And he's been scourged. He's had the crown of thorns put on him. He's carried his cross up the hill. And he has been nailed to the cross. And he is hanging there. And that's where we pick up. It says, there are also two others, criminals, where I'm out of Luke 23 here, led with him to be put to death. So there are two other criminals. Um, there's another translation that calls them robbers. Um, I think that that word kind of deflates what, how horrible their crimes were. So we're probably talking about highwaymen here who attacked people and, and left them for dead, probably beat them up and left them for dead. And some of them might have died, may not have, but... Um, the image of the Good Samaritan, the guy that attacked that, the Good Samaritan, or the, the guy that got attacked, the Jewish guy, that's who we're talking about here. So we're just not talking about some petty criminals here. These guys obviously were convicted to death. And it said, when they had come to the place called Calvary. Just a side note here, I gotta say it, okay? Calvary was an awful place. And in Jesus' day, when they said, send him to Calvary, that was a bad thing. But Jesus, Jesus makes bad things good. Amen? And now we cry out to Calvary. Isn't that wonderful? I can probably quit right then, can't I? But I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. <laughs> And they took him to Calvary, and there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right, one on the left. Then Jesus does the famous prayer as he looks around and he sees them. They divided his garments, and the guys are playing games, and he's being screamed at. And he looks around and says, Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the people stood looking on, not really knowing what to do. But the rulers, the religious rulers, they sneered, keeping the crowd ginned up. He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. In other words, if you're Jesus Christ, if you're the Messiah, prove it right here and now. All right? And the soldiers got in on it as well. And they also mocked him. And they offered him sour wine, make, it, make this thing even more horrible. And they said, if you are the king of the Jews, remember that was the claim they said to Pontius Pilate, he claims to be a king. We have no other king than Caesar. And then that's where we have our exchange there. Are, are you a king? And he says, you are right to say what that. But my kingdom's not earthly. It's a heavenly kingdom. 
Okay? So that's why they're saying this. And it says, uh, if you truly are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him to humiliate him. But in, as we know in our history, Caesar actually proclaims that Jesus is the king of the Jews. All right? And we know that to be biblically correct as well. And then one of, the, uh, one of the criminals got in on, hanging up there with him. He couldn't hold his tongue. And it said then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him, saying, if you are a Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him and said, do not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation. We have been dealt with justly. We got what we deserve for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing. And then he says this remarkable thing, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then hanging on the cross in agony, Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. All right? Now I want you to stop for a moment and ponder an awful question, all right? Which criminal reflects us? There's two up there, and they act in two different ways, all right? Who were these guys? Dismas and Yestus are their names. They have been attributed as the two criminals. That's, that's what history tells us. Um, we get this from a book that was not canonized. It's not part of the Bible. It's called The Gospel of Nicodemus. It's written in the 4th century. And because of some stuff that doesn't um, line up there, there has been some uh, question of the accuracy here. All right? Um, Dismas was the name associated with the thief who received salvation. And yes, this was the other criminal who taunted Christ. The Roman Catholic Church canonized Dismas as a saint, and he actually has a feast. And it's celebrated on March the 25th, so it just took place. All right? So there's your historical. I had not run across that, so I got into this story very deeply. And let's just think about why would we look at these criminals, all right? Why would we study this? The events at Calvary, they put human nature in its perfect example of what is happening here. They show us, even today, what our reality looks like. Okay, what's going on there is today. It's reality to us. Okay, we see two men who hear and respond to the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right? We are left happy for one, and we are left heartbroken for the other. But let's be clear. Matthew 27 tells us that both of these criminals started out taunting Jesus. So the one who ends up looking good didn't start out good. He was one of the ones taunting him. All right? So the other criminal, the one who we're heartbroken for. He shows remarkable actions as he's hanging on the cross. And here's what I mean by that, okay? He is there, 
and he is listening to the people who are putting them to death, throw insults up at them. And guess what he does? He joins in with the very people who are torturing him and executing him to taunt Jesus. Sometimes we do things in life that are against our, our better, the better outcome of our lives. Sometimes we fight the good outcomes in our lives. And here's what I mean by that. It is our natural, put in our, into our DNA, our natural reaction to protect self. All right? And from that, we grow jealous, we grow greedy, and sometimes the way that we want life and the way that we see life is where we head to. Now, the Holy Spirit may be directing us to another place, and sometimes we even join in in some of the things that are destructive to us to get to the path to where we think we need to go and what's the better way. We work against our own better outcomes, all right? And here's this guy hanging, and, they're throw, and the guys who are throwing up insults to him, you think they're leaving out the two criminals out of the insults? No, they're yelling at them too, okay? Jesus is just getting the brunt of it, most of it, because of his, he's become famous, pop, popular, hated, so... You know, he's the, he's the one in the middle, the middle cross. But think about in your life, when you know that the Holy Spirit's leading you this way, but for some reason it's built inside of us to want to go this way. That's why you cannot depend on self. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And this is my time in the sermon when I remind you that the first thing you do when you get up in the morning is what? Pray a prayer of emptying, kenosis, empty me of me, get all that ugly Aaron out of there, and then fill me with the Holy Spirit. He's in there, just let him be filled, just fill me up and push me through the day so that he can live through me, all right? This, witness, this guy witnessed Jesus Christ, he witnessed him pray forgiveness for his executioner and all the other ones who were hurling insults at him, he witnessed the remarkable event where he says, you know, he is forgiving them and all the, you know, he never reacts in hatred or anything. And he sees the testimony of Jesus Christ hanging on the cross there. And he watched that epic moment when the whole world went totally dark. And yet, he still, he hears Jesus' testimony. He is still unmoved by this moment. And I want you to think about what could keep you from being moved and convicted and led by the Holy Spirit. And it's simply a, a hardened heart, a hardened soul. And it doesn't happen just like that. It's more of a slide for most of us to where we just quit reading our Bible. We, keep, we quit praying. Quit doing the healthy things in our lives. And then we start doing the things that we think will bring us the most pleasure and put us in the place where we want to be. For instance, today we talked about 
in our Sunday school class about the importance of Palm Sunday and uh, how they laid down the palms. And that's intermingled with the fig tree. The fig tree had leaves, but no fruit. These guys were laying down palms in Jerusalem, but Jerusalem had no fruit because they were wanting a king. They were wanting a man of war. They were wanting a Jesus that they had created in their own head. That's who they wanted. And they didn't get that. They got the one who was bringing a revolution of love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. They want to hear that. They wanted to hear, let's take up arms against the Romans and run the rats out, and we'll be our own sovereign nation and rule ourselves. Back when David was in charge and Solomon. Okay? So, this guy hears it all. Doesn't affect him, or might affect him, might convict him. Doesn't. He doesn't give in. He goes down swinging with his rebukes and his taunts towards Jesus Christ. Then we got the other guy. He's hanging on the cross. Jesus prays for those that, who are present at Calvary. He hears that. The thief on the cross, he heard and watched all the actions of Jesus. Remember, he started out taunting him. But yet he allowed himself to be moved and to receive the Spirit of God. He repents for his forgiveness. He speaks out and defends Jesus. What's the scripture? If you defend me in front of men, I will take care of you forever, right? And then it says, uh, and he asks, ends up asking Jesus for salvation. Will you remember, when you go to heaven and you're in your kingdom, will you remember me? And guess what Jesus does? Promises him that he will spend, he will be in paradise that day. Okay? So what can we learn from a criminal? Every person is in need of a Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, that, I'm not just talking about salvation. That, yes, absolutely. There is no salvation other than the name in the man, Christ Jesus. There's no other way to get to heaven, to the Father, except through the Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? That's pure biblical gospel right there. Okay, here's the other thing. We need him every day. We need him every day. We need our Savior every day. Easter is not just next Sunday. It's every day. We get up and we rejoice that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior and he makes all things new. All the things that are broken inside of me, inside of you, all the actions that we do, he makes them new. He gives us new life. That's why we have baptism, because out of water comes new life. And we celebrate that. And we celebrate what he did at the cross. Every person needs Jesus Christ. Every person is incapable of earning their forgiveness and salvation. And, it doesn't, and I know that this sounds so simple, but think about some of the actions and some of the things that you put yourself through. And yet we still try to do it so that we can earn our salvation. Because, I don't know if, it, if it's, we're just taught that if you eat your entire food, you get a dessert, or what's going on there? I don't know what's entrenched there. That worked out well for all of us, didn't it, huh? I can't even button this jacket anymore. All right? So, everybody, everybody is incapable of earning the forgiveness and salvation on their own. And here's the other thing. In this pictures it perfectly, perfectly. 
It's never too late. Never too late. Thief on the cross. In the throes of death as he's taking his literal, physical last breaths. Ask for compassion from Jesus Christ. And think about this. One of the last things that Jesus Christ does on the cross as he's in the midst of the greatest agony, not only the physical agony, but also the spiritual of separation from God as God turns his face and he takes on all of our sins on him so he can put them to death that day. He forgives a criminal and promises him paradise. In the image of my head, what do you think happened when, when that guy got up there? Like, I don't know if there's a welcome desk or what's going on. You got, you got to register for heaven. Okay? I don't, I don't know what's going on, but can you imagine the questions asked him? What was your ministry? Well, I don't know if he called it a ministry, but I hung out on the side of the road and I beat people half to death and took all their belongings. And then I sold it for money. Okay? Do you understand, you know, the doctrine of, of this? And he's, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, are you pre-trib, post-trib? I don't know. I don't know. You know, he's failing his, te- his registration test. I'm afraid when I get to heaven, it's going to be like me logging in. Like, your password does not match. <laughs> and then have you ever changed the password? It says, or you change password, and you put in the one you thought it was, and it says you cannot use the current password. It's like, you just kicked me out of that one, okay? That's why I'm afraid. I'm, my password, I can't remember it or whatever, okay? But getting back to the thief on the cross, he's failing everything on his registration test, right? I, want you to, I, I just want you to listen to me. If you haven't heard anything I've said today, oh, man, this means the world to all of us right here. And he says... What are you doing here? And he says, because the guy on the middle cross said I could come. Amen, right? Huh? Thank you for tuning into Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road, 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring His Word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.